Church family, we are on day 23 of our 31 days of prayer, and today we're going to once again pray for protection for the National Health Service workers. Uh, we want to pray for those in our city. Last week we prayed for those who are National Health Service workers who, are, who go to our church, who are either members of our church or attending our church. Um, but this week I want us to pray for, just kind of broaden it, pray for those in the city of Austin. We're going to use Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 as our guide. Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. This is God's word. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. This is a, an amazing passage, isn't it? It's, it's one that awakens our minds and our hearts to the reality of the battle we're actually in. We are in a spiritual battle and many times we lose sight of this. We think merely in terms of what we can see and touch. We, we, so what we do is we study up on COVID-19 and the nature of it. We want to we know more about what we can understand and see and touch. We, we watch the news about how many deaths and, and what kind of people are, are dying and it's all about what we can see and touch and therefore we run to solutions that are tangible in like manner. We have to make sure that we wash our hands enough. We, we want to find a vaccine for this. We want to remain in our social distancing six feet away. We want to remain on lockdown. And listen, all those things are good, and you should keep doing those things. But we should not be putting our hope in those things. Why? Because the battle isn't merely about what we can see and touch. The battle is spiritual. And that's why we've been when dedicating ourselves to prayer during this time. We're asking God to do only what he can do. Now I want to draw three important truths from this passage that we just read that will help us in our time for today. Number one, the strength we need comes from God alone. You see that in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. We are not called to be strong in ourselves. We are, we are not called to even strengthen ourselves. We're called to be strong where does the strength come from? It says strength in the Lord and in the strength of his might. What does that mean? How do you be strong in the Lord? How do, how do you be strong with his strength? We're going to see that the strength he provides is, is some sort of spiritual armor that he gives to us. But it's important to note that the strength we need in times like this comes from God. Not us, not the news, not the government, not anything else. We stand firm in the strength of his might. That's number one. Number two, our battle is mainly spiritual, 
not physical. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Why? Because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, authorities, cosmic powers of the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So here there is a call to put on the whole armor of God. He, he, he doesn't tell us what that is yet, but he does tell us why we need it. Why do we? Answer, for or because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against the rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, spiritual forces. What's that? Clearly he's referring to Satan and all of his demonic hosts. That's whom we're up against. Paul is making us aware of the unseen world that wages war against the church and against Christians to destroy us and to take down our faith. But the devil, we need to realize, is already a defeated foe. This is what Paul says in Colossians 2.15. Christ disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. You see, when Jesus died and rose, the devil was decisively defeated. And it is only a matter of time when that decisive defeat will be fully and finally realized. It's, it's like, if you ever played the game of chess, it's like chess when you hear that, that term checkmate. You ever played chess? It's checkmate. You, the, the, your opponent says checkmate. That means that your king chess piece is essentially captured. The game is essentially over. But there could still be a few more moves that could take place. But there's no real sense in even going through with those moves because whichever way you go, it doesn't matter. It's going to end in your defeat. The same is true with Satan. Checkmate for him. On the cross and because of the resurrection, Jesus said to Satan, checkmate. He is decisively defeated, though he's still making moves right now. And it's just a matter of time before his defeat is fully and finally realized. So Paul calls us to stand firm in the strength of the Lord by giving us this armor that he provides, realizing that the, the battle is not mainly physical, but it is spiritual. So what is this armor? And that leads to the final truth here. The armor of God is the word of about Christ applied by the Spirit. Let me say that again. God's armor is the gospel applied by the Spirit. I want you to notice the things he mentions. Just skim your eyes over verses 14 to 17. He mentions the belt of truth. So we got to strap the truth around our waist. The breastplate of righteousness. So we need a bulletproof vest that is the righteousness of Jesus credited to our account. He mentions shoes for our feet. It's called the gospel of peace. There's, he mentions the gospel there explicitly. Shield of faith. Faith in what? The gospel. Helmet of salvation, which is a way of describing the gospel. And then notice the only offensive weapon is the sword of the spirit, which he says, which is the word of God. These are different ways of describing the gospel. Describing the work of Christ in our place. That Jesus died the death we deserve to die as sinners. But he didn't stay dead. He took the punishment we deserve, but he, he rose again from the dead, conquering our sin and death. So that if we trust in Christ alone, the devil has nothing on us. 
because we don't stand condemned. God says we're not condemned because of what Jesus did. That's the gospel. This is our armor. And Paul is calling us to trust in this armor that God supplies. The armor of God is the gospel of Christ applied by the Spirit. Notice that application by the Spirit in verse 18. It says we're to be praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication, prayer, for all the saints. The primary means by which the Spirit seeks to apply the truths of the gospel to us and by which we are to stand firm against the schemes of the devil and any darts that he tries to throw at us, any lies he tries to throw our way, any ways in which he says, you stand condemned before God. The armor that we apply is the gospel and the way we apply it through the Spirit is through prayer. See that? Praying at all times in the Spirit. Gotta pray. Pray hard, and that's what we've been trying to do these past 31 days. So let us stand firm in the strength of His might, the armor that He provides, which is the gospel to us, supplied by the Spirit through prayer, because our battle is not mainly a physical one. It's a spiritual one. I want to pray this for our National Health Service workers in our city. Let's pray. Father, we pray that You would, by Your Spirit, protect the National Health Service workers in the city of Austin. We pray that um, they would, by your grace, through the gospel, stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And they would, they would find themselves in right standing before you. And may that give them the confidence and the hope they need to do their jobs well. Protect them, Lord. Keep them. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.